Blossomships. Okay, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Blossomships. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Week four. Can't and, believe we uh, made it this far. It's, I know. It's, uh, it's been quite the adventure. Bryce is just getting out of a shawarma coma. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we, just, we, had, we had shawarma earlier today. Uh-huh. And um, before we had shawarma, we watched the shawarma scene from uh, Avengers. Yeah, to get us in the spirit of shawarma. Yep, just get us in the spirit of shawarma. And I'm coming off of a Phil Collins kick <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from a great uh, episode of This American Life that talked about Phil Collins a lot. <laughs> so, Paul, don't talk about our competitors. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure we're directly competing know, with I know, I know. This American Life. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm going to... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Saturday afternoons are just know? not the best time for <laughs> yeah, me. Well, <laughs> but yeah. Because <laughs> every week I said, well, I'm not feeling that good. Yeah. That being said, um, I'm going to try to be charming for, for 30 minutes. And yeah. then we're going to – by the way, we're also going to try and only go 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, around that time anyway. Yeah. Probably between 30 and 45 for yeah. sure. Um, yep. Exactly. So shawarma. What about that shawarma? Shawarma. We had some good great. conversations there. <clears throat> there was a um. We did have. We did have some good relationship conversations. Yeah. There also was a. So the our waitress was from Iraq. Um, and but she said the re- the restaurant was kind of like uh, just Mediterranean in general, Iraq, mm. Syrian. Uh, but um, there was a clock up on the uh, wall that looked like it was shaped like some kind of country or something, but we couldn't find it anywhere on. On the on the map on Google Maps, like some and then ink, we thought ink or coffee stain. Yeah, maybe. Then we thought maybe it was a state of some country, but it definitely wasn't any state of Iraq. And she said she had no idea what it was. So at any rate, well, that was an aside. But we also had some. <laughs> that's okay. We also had some conversations about relationship stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was, turns yeah. out. Women and men don't know what we're doing in relationships. Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, <laughs> we thought all this time, we thought someone's got to know. Half of us must know. Yeah, yeah. Not true. Yeah. So yeah, man. So let's re- recap. Should we recap? Let's recap. Okay. Um, so last time we talked about uh, expectations uh, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Does recap stand for recapitulate? I, I don't know. I that means to capitulate again? Does that mean to... I suppose. Capitulate is like to surrender, right? Uh, or to give in? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Who knows where words come from? I don't well, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, uh, whatever it means. Not, my, my, yeah, I don't know. My vocabulary isn't sometimes as broad as it should be. Oh, Paul. I think I probably regularly use words incorrectly, though. I only use them incorrectly around people who also don't know what they mean. So Perfect. <laughs> well, I do have friends much smarter than, than I. Who, oh, so don't uh, I, play it safe with those guys. I, Just use... That's right. Around them, I use my dumb words. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, last time we talked about expectations, uh, we talked about mm-hmm. short-term versus long-term considerations, yep. which... Uh, by the way, like I, I had some lists of, of examples of what that might look like. Um, I didn't mean to imply that, you know, people that someone you're considering dating or continuing to date has to meet each and every one of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
Sure, we did have a comment kind of following up on that. Uh, yeah. But I don't remember now off the top of my head what it said exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, and just and the long and short of it is that uh, expectations do matter. We all have expectations of one kind or another. Uh, they can be changed and managed. Um, we shouldn't necessarily uh, be ready to change all of them because some of them, I think, are important. But uh, mm-hmm. You know, we can be judicious and um, and uh, deliberate and dare say, dare I say, strategic about, um, you know, how we go about managing our, our expectations. Um, <clears throat> and we ended with a quote by Marjorie Pay Hinckley. She was the wife of a prominent religious leader. When asked uh, the key to her happy marriage, she said simply, I lowered my expectations. Yep. And that's what Bryce and I are hoping some fine women will do for us. <laughs> Lower their expectations for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, baby, just lower your expectations. Specifically going to ask them that, hey, so, could I lower your expectations? Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, oh, another thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of surmised without, without any actual data, so take for what it's worth. But, you know, I surmised that... Uh, you know, when it comes to the question of whether single people's expectations are too high or too low, it kind of depends on the person. I suspect that overall they're probably a bit too high. Um, yeah, right. There seems I tend to think that there are um over overall overarching cultural shifts too yeah. in expectations yeah. in general rising. Absolutely. Um. So. You know, I don't know the people that our ancestors uh, married back in the days, which are also our ancestors. Um, <laughs> you know, we maybe would be like, "What? No, no, man, yeah, that's yeah, not even, not and, even." And good they're enough. like, "Well, you know, he he's he's a drunk, and uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't, <laughs> but he comes from money." There we go. <laughs> so he's go. he's part of the landed gentry. Yeah. Or or uh, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. man. You hear these things about she's like, of marrying age, so good enough for me. <laughs> right, all right. Which back then was like fourteen. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, you hear these things about like um, uh, you know, news taken out of an old timey newspaper advertisement. You know, uh-huh. like uh, single farmer need wife and some lady just <laughs> to shows pluck the chickens. Some lady just shows up. You know, it's like, well, I saw your newspaper ad. You don't even look at each other. You're it's just like you just show up. That's just interesting. Yeah, um, marriage was serious business back then. Yeah, it was. Oh, my favorite were these. Um, my friend Erica used to send out these. Um, on Valentine's Day, she would uh, post these uh, Puritan uh, Valentine's Day cards. Right, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> they were great, man. My favorite was this one that said, "I need you to help me plant crops so we don't die this winter." <laughs> <laughs> Very practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was romance like, to them back then. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, but like the whole thing about Fiddler on the Roof, you know, some of that uh, rings true. Like sure. um, after they're married for many years and have several children, uh, mm-hmm. but do you love me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so some of that I feel like does ring true. That Yeah. We Right now in our c- culture, in the United States anyway, it's like yeah, every marriage has to be a love marriage, you know. That's right. In cultures like India, they're going through these cultural shifts where ah. um, um, they call it a love marriage if it's not an arranged right. marriage, if, right. if they're marrying someone that they fall in love with beforehand or whatever right. kind right. of thing. 
What what was it that so Tevye and back to Fiddler in the on the yeah. roof, Tevye was asking Golda if she loved him, right? Because he was pondering on because his his daughter was it was was head of her heels over yeah. the communist guy or whatever. Well, every one of his daughters fell in love with the guy and wanted to get married to that guy. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like a guy they would have uh, set him up with, Match set her made. up with or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and. He allowed them all, or he gave his permission on all of them except the one that was marrying the non-Jewish guy. I oh, that's the issue. He was not um, Jewish. Okay. Yeah, but I think he was also communist. I can't yeah. remember. Um, so it was also kind of like there was he was like kind of part of the enemy kind of yeah. thing, right? Because they were uh, in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so it was kind of like after one of those, then he was kind of thinking, oh, but they love each other, you know. Mm. And then, then, then that whole song, you know, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And her response is basically like, I guess I've I done do. this and this and this for you. Yeah, in the end, they were like, kind of like... So isn't that love? I, they kind of were both like, I guess so. <laughs> I guess, yeah. You know, whereas, yeah, nowadays it's like, yeah. that's like unheard of in, in a, you know, someone in their 20s and 30s, like, wanting to get married in the United States, like... Uh-huh. It's unheard of. Uh-huh. It seems like, like to to marry someone. Baby, uh, do you love me? Out of well, practicality. I, I yeah, guess it's like, so. What? This is over. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know, it's like Disneyified to some extent. Yeah. Our whole cor- yeah. Cor- whole cor- culture and yeah. Some of that's probably good. Some of yeah. that's probably bad. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. I mean, I think when you live with a lot of freedom. Yeah. It's good to. It's, I think it's harder to stay committed to choices that that weren't really given to us to make. Sure. Uh, that being said, boy, choice is a sure a, a two-edged sword. Yeah. Um, anyway. So I don't know. Sometimes I wish we could bring some aspects of of other cultures in, like yeah. uh, matchmaking isn't a bad idea yeah. in some ways. You know, it's like yeah. some, sometimes I wish there was some app where you could just set up all your Facebook friends or, or you initiate some yeah. setup and then they get to veto it if they're not interested. But sometimes I think that's maybe, that can be a good way to meet people, you know, too. I mean, yeah. in addition to yeah. just regular, you know. Mingling uh, at parties ops. and stuff. In, in, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was going to say in addition oh, to stuff like, uh, like Tinder or whatever, you know, those kind of oh, apps yeah. where you're. Trying to connect with people well, if you have some connection between yeah, you, and sometimes that can exactly adds, you know. That that being said, my, well, but that's not always good. The either. picky side of me is like, well, yeah. every time someone I've known has tried to set me up, it's always been like, I was like, what made you think this would work? That's yeah, the picky well, side of me. That happens too. <laughs> I've probably been set up. I've been around. So who's to say that uh, wouldn't happen if you know we went back to the matchmaking yeah, system? Maybe, maybe. Well, I got a couple years on you, like um. I feel like when a guy wants to set me up with somebody, my instant question is, "Well, why don't you like her?" <laughs> and that, um, and but when a girl tries to set me up, actually, I feel like when a girl has set me up with a friend of hers, I often feel like, uh, um, if I actually feel some interest in the girl, I often feel like my my foot is in the door before I even pick, go on the first date. You know, like mm. uh, she's talked about me. There's some some trust. Sure. There, you know, there's a good reference there, and yeah. I've had a relationship out of that. I know my brother married actually a oh. girl who was a setup. Okay. So yeah, I'm in generally in favor of setups, uh-huh. um, or feel like they can be good, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've actually uh, thought about <laughs> sending out to Facebook a plea for <laughs> people to set me up, but oh, really? uh, I, it might be too desperate, and or I might not like what I get. Well, um, yeah, but if you had, if there were some like app that would integrate with Facebook and where you could yeah. go through all your Facebook friends and 
and set people up. I think mostly females would some some people really like doing that kind of thing. They would do it automatically. Yeah. And if you had a veto on either side, not a yeah. big deal, you know. Arranged yeah. marriage cultures too. Generally, I I know some of them. You have vetoes on. Oh, either really? Side. Oh, yeah, my I friend, my friend Amol. Um, I was in, when I was working as an engineering intern. Huh. Uh, down in Phoenix, uh, one of my coworkers, Amol, he was actually kind of training me. Um, yeah, he had been vetoed several times. He Aww. thought he was never going to get married. Aww. And uh, and it was several like arranged marriages, right? And then the last one, he said, she just didn't veto me, and he liked her. Huh. They took a walk on the beach, and they were engaged. Nice! <laughs> so, and he asked, it's... do you love me? <laughs> yeah. And then she later, said... Later, well, I, I guess, I, guess I, I walked on a beach uh, with you, so yeah. I guess so. <laughs> it's kind of like seemed to me more like it's more like you you still have choice, but you just entirely skipped the dating stage yeah. that we have in the United States. Oh, that, that does sound so, pretty sweet. <laughs> in some in some ways, it does. And I think it does take some stress away. I had yeah. a I had a a a, um, a, a, a fellow student in law school. And she was from India, and she seemed to have like no, no anxiety whatsoever about marriage, hmm. like uh, because she said um, after she reached some certain age, her parents would probably arrange something, hmm. and she wasn't like there was no anxiety or fear at all. It seemed like from my perspective, that's fascinating. Yeah, it seemed. But huh. then again, uh, you know, I think some of that's changing too. I think in yeah. the, in like in the in arranged marriage cultures, I think you're getting more people that are wanting love marriages and yeah. so aren't going with arranged marriages because yeah. they're just not into, you yeah. know, culture's changing. But yeah. Anyways. Well, speaking of culture yeah. and single people. That's um, right. So uh, back to the U.S. Yeah. Enough about India. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We love you, India. Yeah, you're great. We watch but... Bollywood occasionally. Yeah. The next time we'll go out for naan and oh, some yeah. good Indian food. But, uh, yeah. Tandoori chicken? Curry and naan. Oh, chicken tikka masala. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, anyway, so in the U.S., um, so there's more single people than ever before in the U.S. Yeah. Um, in 2014, it was 50.2% um, of adults. Uh, versus seventy eight percent in nineteen fifty. Yeah. Do you actually know how that compares to other countries? Or I don't. Okay. Great question, Paul. We pro. I I wonder if we're leading or we're probably I, somewhere towards the head of the pack. Well, okay. No? Sorry. Let me. Well, we're probably. Actually, I don't know. I okay. Shouldn't, I shouldn't, okay. Yeah. Um. You should have just made something up. I <laughs> should have because you know seventy eight percent of statistics are made just up. Kidding, listeners. <laughs> Around here, we care about uh, accuracy. Yeah, to some extent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, there's been a lot of big cultural shifts in the country. Um, you know, there's uh, delayed adolescence. Um, you know, singleness is doesn't have the stigma it used to have. In fact, it's mm. more and more celebrated. In fact... <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. It, it is very celebrated in in even in like media outlets. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, there's pros and cons to any. That's any not just our shift. country either. Like uh, in China, like the biggest shopping day is is Singles Day. Ah, uh, and yeah. so yeah. yeah. Well, and also bigger not, than Black not Friday. Not to name man. drop, but Way bigger than Black Friday. Someone that uh, one of my professors uh, as an undergrad who helped me get into grad school. She's a prominent. Uh, Prominent figure (laughs) (laughs) in academics. Uh, She had this theory about China, uh, the the bare branches theory, that that is because of the 
uh, disparity of of men and women because of selective abortions for so long that there's so many more bachelors. Uh, She, um, you know, and she predicted that that would lead to some big societal problems. I'm not sure how that's actually played out or maybe it's still. Well, it definitely is still playing out, but. Um, well, this is, it's certainly a concern, though. Uh, do the societal problems include less marriage, lower marriage percentages? or? Uh, yeah, but also, like, uh, I don't know. Because I've heard... I can't remember. I, I need don't to, know. I need to pull, pull it I up. know I read something that was, a, that was talking about, for instance, uh, uh, Salt Lake, the Salt Lake area in general, Utah in general, um, and religious cultures in general. It was also talking, so it was talking some about the LDS culture, some about Jewish culture, hmm. um, and how you have less men involved in the religion uh, hmm. in their 30s, hmm. and so there's way more women than men yeah. in the congregations. Yeah, and this um, lady was arguing that um, you have lower overall marriage percentage in those societies when the men feel like there's a lot of choices to choose from. They bounce yeah. around from choice to choice. Yeah. And supposedly in other cultures where, like China, I thought she was arguing that you actually get higher marriage percentages because huh. there's scarcity of women and the guys like really act oh. fast and they're, they're really on the ball like trying really hard to get married. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived in some places checker. where my social circle was – mostly men and it didn't seem to play out but that's hardly representative um anyway uh back to the script by the way yeah. we're trying to stick to roughly 30 minutes and we're more than halfway uh-huh. there but it's all good we're it's all good start talking fast for the next yeah um so anyway yeah cu- culture shifted a lot in, in the u.s um uh, marriages are delayed i think the economic recession really um put a damper on uh, on marriage, at least. Just because of uh, more financial stress to get married? Yeah, or, or you know, uh, especially with men, like failure to launch, you know, that they just don't go anywhere. And that's not appealing sure. to women, especially because women are outpacing men in higher education, which, again, affects their expectations. And I'm not saying that's bad, but, um, yeah, there's just been, been such a big shift. Um, yeah, okay. um, also, tangentially, um, just this past week, it was released that... Um, some some stats on the fertility rate in 2017 uh, hit a record low in the U.S. Um, and we've we've actually been below uh, replacement rate since the early 1970s, which basically means we're not there's not enough uh, people born in the U.S. to to replace the current generations. Right, as, soon um, as our population will decline over time. Yeah, yeah. Which um, um, again, there's. Especially if you're Thanos, you know, from Infinity Wait, have you seen Infinity War? I haven't War? seen it. Oh! Okay. Spoilers, well, anyway, man. a lot of people believe that there's the overpopulation is a problem. I think it's um, it's all mixed. Um, when you say fertility rate, you just mean birth rate, right? I mean, not like... Uh, those are not technically have... the same thing. What is the difference? I can't remember the difference. Because I, I think not... birth rate is, is spread across all women. Fertility rate is over women of reproductive age. Statistical okay. minutia. Okay. Um... Anyway, so we're ha- we're having a lot so, fewer babies. What about all uh, those ladies outside of reproductive range that are having babies? I don't know. It's yeah, quite <laughs> how, how quite amazing. The I don't know. Man. I just read it on on the internet. That's awesome. These <laughs> um, octogenarians. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, I think there's there's <laughs> consequences to a low low fertility rate. Um, a sure. lot of them negative. Not all of them negative, but you know. There's yeah. Anyway, we're way off topic. But. I don't know. Yeah, we are. There's some law. There's some legal doctrine. I can't remember. What it was like um, uh, in um, in wills and trusts and estates mm. law. Um, 
sometimes you have to take into account that um, even though a lady may not probably be able to have oh, offspring, right. yet you never know. That's and so there's right. this doctrine of the fertile octogenarian. Yeah. Which is a, you know, an 80-year-old lady that might still have a baby. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyways, yeah. I can't remember how You know, we don't need to get through all this this time. Sure. No, that, that's fine. So let's I, just keep talking about culture. Uh, yeah, can I? I was going to yeah, say yeah, yeah. also that um, interest, I do think there's some interesting uh, patterns where um, as cultures that get uh, more economically uh, advanced, they have fewer children. Yeah. That seems to be the case yeah. with the United States. Europe. That's right. And, and we're actually following the trend that's already taken place in Europe in that regard. Okay. Because yeah. um, they, they've been below replacement for a long time, longer than us. So and Japan is very famously uh, below uh, replacement. They have been for a long, long time. Um, and have kind of a large it, aging it, population, too. Japan has a large Asian population. <laughs> Asian. Yes, it a- does have a large Asian population. I said, I didn't say Asian. <laughs> I said aging. <laughs> but, sorry. But you're right. This yeah. is the problem I have from slurring my words. <laughs> yeah. People think I'm actually... It's okay. Sorry. I'm still coming uh, out of a shawarma coma. No, it's all right. A shawarma. Well, when I read this uh, Ben Franklin uh, biography, I think I think it was a biography by uh, Walter Isaacson. He said mm. that Ben Franklin had actually made this interesting prediction back when the uh, back in the United States were pretty young that uh, richer people would have fewer children, mm. and I think that's an interesting question. Yeah. Like, is do we know why that is? I mean, I, I'm sure some people would I say like, guesses, but well, access to contraception may be one factor. I, I but think that's a big one. Is that actually. is it a big one really? Uh, probably. So basically, like people don't want to have as many kids. Yeah. They want to have a small family, or they want to. Yeah keep the numbers low. Yeah, and they don't, don't need the kids to help them stay alive during the harvest season. Uh, that's true. You don't, yeah, you don't need a whole bunch of slave laborers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not slaves, but, you know, kind of. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's more, maybe because college is a big thing now, well, kids are more expensive than they used to be too, I guess. Yeah. and When we were know, in an agrarian society, you yeah. just... You go out, they go off and get a job. You don't have yeah. to send them to college. Yeah. And I don't know. Not, I mean, this is coming from a single childless dude, you know, maybe this is not the right thing to say, but I also think there's an element of uh, living your own life and loving living your own life and not being responsible for yeah, other okay. lives. Uh, it's just so much fun. You eh? know, but which, hey, I'm there <laughs> too, so I, I can't, uh, <laughs> I have yeah. some empathy for that. Um I come from yeah. a big family, and Me I, too. and I wanted to have a big family when I was yeah. younger. But you know, the older I get, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it may not be realistic. <laughs> yeah, but I still yeah. would like more than one. Sure, you know. and more than two if I can help it. Sure, yeah, same here. And, and I'm if I can just have triplets and get it out <laughs> Boy, of the way. I'm behind schedule. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but then again, I have the easy part of that of that job. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's interesting stuff. So okay, so the fertility rate has hit all time record low. Then, huh? Yeah. Now, are we? I wonder though if we're if in the United States, um, if when you add immigration into that, I'm glad you said. I'm glad okay. you. I'm, about to say, I'm yeah. glad you asked, Paul, but you didn't yeah. ask a question. I didn't. Um, comment. That, that's right. That as far as um, just overall population replacement. That that's right. That it's we, because of immigrants that that were they were we more than break even. Yes. Yes. Okay. But when it comes, actually, sorry, I might be making stuff up. Basically, if not for immigrants, we would be even more in the hole. Sure. Because, um, you know, so we st- immigrant we populations need- on average have more kids. 
So. Yeah, and plus just the immigrants themselves. It's a it's oh, oh okay, it's a plus one. Okay, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm speaking outside my actual knowledge here, but sure, but, but I do uh, vaguely recall that reading that. Yeah, I would guess that the immigrants having more kids that just scales with the whole um, income kind of thing, like you were talking before. Like they may, yeah, maybe less access to. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. Okay, didn't mean to derail you there. No, no, but, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Um, but yeah. you say there's some so and then um, there's some unfavorable economic consequences yeah. of that. And what are they? Well, like? for instance, in, in the US, people that retire, you know, they, they receive their social security, their Medicare. Um, those are funded through payroll taxes. Here's where Bryce's uh, uh, public policy right. education is finally put <laughs> to <right>. use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> MPP. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, don't do it. Don't do it, any impressionable young listeners. Uh, get get an yeah. MBA. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Make the big bucks. <laughs> don't, don't get a JD either. That, that's a waste of time and money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> don't go to law school. Uh, some parts uh, of practice in law are cool, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm speaking hyperbolically. Yeah. Um, right. Stop bringing math into this, man. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, right. So, you know, if you have fewer p- young people, you know, in the labor force working, uh, that's that's less productivity in the economy, a- assuming we don't shift over to automated labor, which we'll have to do, you know, to, to, some, to some extent. extent. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, I know in the fourth age, which I haven't started reading yet it's still on hold in fact i went to the library today uh for something else and it's still they still don't have the book there yet mm-hmm. i don't know he talks about how like um um the more we automate things the more we still just keep working as well because oh because um we still keep working full-time hours because yeah. well we could um you know work like 15 hours a week and have the same yeah. uh lifestyle as our yeah. great-grandparents or whatever but we're uh-huh. like well, we don't want that. We want yeah. a, you know, a modern lifestyle. Yeah, so yeah. and it's that, true. Like automated automation does free up the the that labor to be used towards other other productive ends. Assuming yeah. they want to be working, which you're saying they do. Yeah. So, yep. But the point is well taken that um, probably our most productive years are our, are our early, you know. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the type of job. Yeah. Um, but. Um, Okay, so yeah, there's some unfavorable economic yeah, consequences yeah. of just not having that many young people around. Yeah, to, yeah, and you know, I'm uh, also the. I mean, Paul and I are both very pro-marriage, pro-childbearing. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, we are. Which again is easy for us to say as single men. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of people that agree. Yeah, but um, uh, you know, there. I'm not actually concerned about overpopulation. Me neither. Really, me but, neither. That's um, mostly a resource management issue and a political issue. Right. Um, I think even in the even I think even most predictions like the world population supposedly tapers off somewhere around 10 or 11 billion, hmm. and then it just about stays there. Hmm. So, uh, like, what well, right now we're at like what about seven ish to eight yeah. somewhere in there billion. Yeah. So I, I think that's right. I can't remember. I might be thinking that wrong, but I'm pretty sure hmm. that at some point it. It evens out and it just mm. kind of like yeah. hovers there. Yeah. So yeah. We, do, we still we do. There are problems where we have to have. Supposedly, we have to increase our food production by like seventy percent or something to be sure. able to feed everybody. Sure. I mean, everybody. definitely there um, changes would be needed, but you know, yeah. As far as raw resources, they're they're there. It's true. And it's, once, it's the management, yeah. which and 
anyway, I'm, right. again, I'm and speaking outside my my wheelhouse here. Yeah, but that's true. But when, know, when, also, once we invent teleportation, like we've got <laughs> plenty of land. Oh, like, tons of land! You, know, you can live yeah. out in the middle of uh, you know the Arizona desert. Oh yeah, and uh, just teleport into the just teleport the, in the Walmart. You know, <laughs> or whatever, and and then oh, you're tel- saying, you're teleport saying... back. I'm just saying, everybody. You live outside of Arizona and you teleport there for, to go to Walmart. Well, you live That's in... perfect. That way you don't have to live in Arizona. <laughs> well, you, that, you could do that too. But I mean, for instance, you could live out in the. You, you could have many acres in the middle of Montana somewhere, you know, in the forest or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then teleport into the big city every morning, do your work, go back. Yeah. You know, or to Hawaii or whatever. It's so, nice. Teleport to Hawaii every night. Nice. So, you know, all these uh, gigantic, huge tracts of land that aren't really be used, used yeah. for anything except grazing cows. Yeah. And we could put all the world's uh, junk, all its trash in Siberia. <laughs> yeah. Just teleport that. in a bunch of junk. That's yeah. right. I hope Putin's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time we need a new prison or a new homeless shelter, just put them in Siberia. Well, yeah, or maybe somewhere so, not quite as cold, but still, the not in my backyard problem could go away. That's right. We're not going to be, and we don't need all that land for cows, anyways. If we start switching away from uh, from raising cattle, but if we're growing uh, laboratory beef, yeah. Or some people want us to start eating more cricket-based foods. <laughs> or, it's, I know that sounds just disgusting to us now. More so, cricket-based food, uh, more more than the zero. <laughs> more than now, zero, right? Yeah, it's that, probably not zero. I'm sure there's places. Well, overall, in the whole world, it's not zero. Yeah. You know, and, and I think in certainly in some countries and cultures, it's like not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. In ancient cultures, for sure, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, anyways, they say that um, it affects the um, environment less because uh, cows burp a lot, and, mm. and that. Um, uh, Contributes to global warming, supposedly, yeah. but yeah. and crickets don't. Anyways, ah. okay, okay, but but sorry, back to back to reality here. Uh, okay, so we, we there's a, <laughs> that's right. We lost some ships. The only podcast there, where we get sidetracked about <laughs> cricket-based foods uh, basically and, any and random si- teleportation to Siberia. Su- subject. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, that's just how that's just how things happen. Uh-huh. But yeah, okay, so we, there are a lot of singles out there. We um. Who generally want to get married, you know, or at least it, we think we. Well, do, there's, but. you know, it, it's it's so. <laughs> but we live in strange times, like sure. you know, if you went back to the 1950s, if you wanted anything besides a white picket fence and you know a wife stays in the kitchen making sandwiches and the little yeah. kids are like, "What's for dinner, mom?" You know, yeah. and you get home and you're like, "Honey, I'm home." That's true. You know, if you wanted anything besides that, then you were. An outcast and a weirdo, right? And today it's like anything goes. Whatever you yeah. want is is a okay. And true. there's pros and cons to that. Um, in the in the in past movies, when they would portray the future, they would not portray anything different about the family unit in general. Uh, the family unit was the same, but they had all kinds of technology to to huh. create an instant. You're talking about Jetsons. Instant. Well, all kinds of old timey movies, especially okay. like black and white era. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Where you could make your food instantly, at the, you know, at the touch of a few buttons, like Star uh-huh. Trek uh, type of thing. Uh huh. And <laughs> or rehydrate a pizza. Rehydrate a pizza. Yeah, but generally, like uh, they often tended to portray the family unit the same. They didn't foresee yeah. the yeah. family unit changing a lot. Right. But, um, right. Well, we knew how it was could the they? Fu- how could they predict? We knew it was the future because they were in silver unitards, though. <laughs> And, and they had some really like unimpressive looking <laughs> robot. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> we know now that we're not in the future because we're not yet wearing silver unitards. That's true. So, that logic is know. sound. I don't know where we're going to get there. Some people at the Olympics have arrived in the future. But <laughs> yeah. Basically, the rest of society is lagging a decade behind or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway. No. I, I'm... There's a lot of single people out there today. Yeah. Uh, of all sorts of... Uh, intention when it comes to marriage some which yeah. are like i'm marriage what's that i have no interest in that um you know others who it's it's a big priority you know and, and everything in between um so sure. that being said um because a lot of our talk here is about single people um i was just providing all that as context for what we're going to talk about next time which is the good relationships equation yeah which There's it will solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, it will. Asterisk. And that's right. <laughs> Note, this will not solve all your problems. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, an asterisk next to solve. <laughs> yes, or, that's right. Or gonna, in quotes. We're yeah. going to put solve in your yeah. quotes. It yeah. will solve. Yeah. Nevertheless, I do believe that uh, the right uh, mental framework can only help when you're, when you're working through thorny problems. Yeah. No, for sure, man. Yeah. Equations are good. Um. <laughs> That was when I was in this, like, uh, I don't remember. Okay, I was in this, like, quasi band down in Phoenix, and we had uh, two shared docs that we used. And one was, like, potential band names, another Mm. one was potential song names. Mm. And I'm pretty sure there was a potential song, and my roommate had named it Equations of Gold. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I don't know where I was going with that, except. Except that it had the word equations in it. Paul, you... Like, I apologize. That was, that was... I just totally derailed Boy, that. I can't respect any any uh, sort of entity or, or production with a, with, a, uh, with a ridiculous name. Equations of gold. That's, and that's great. all for now from Relossom Ships. Okay, no, is, no, I'm just this saying. Is, this, is, this seems to me like... It could be a, a, a stereotypically male response to this. Like, we have an equation to describe. The exactly. Rela- I'll solve relationships. I'll solve love with a math problem. Yeah. We're just going to plug this into the computer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, run the it's, stats. That, that's actually very true. Um, that is a very male are... approach. Not yes. that women, Not that women are incapable of it. Yeah. That's... We're not saying women are bad at math. Oh, there goes our... To listenership. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, was Larry Summers, whoever the president of Harvard was. It some years back, he he made some. Oh, I'm really opening. Uh, yeah, uh, never mind. Uh, let's yeah. not opening this can. Let's not open this can. Probably had to get fired, right? He was fired because he said something that a lot of people didn't like. That was basically accurate based <laughs> based on on the numbers, but. Yeah, it, it was taken the wrong way. And he too. probably could have said it a better way, too. Well, sure. A lot of these things, too, are... Um, uh, I'm being deliberately vague so that we sure. don't open un- unwanted threads on, on social media. I can already see some worms coming out of the can, but <laughs> I'm going to just try to not let any more come out. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think, too, one of the things you have, too, is a lot of times is that Males and females have different preferences. Absolutely. They may be able to be just Absolutely. as good at the other at some task. So, yeah. Some tasks. Um, some tasks really are. like yeah. some. You know, there uh, was some weird. article from... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. There was some article from a few weeks back that um, 
it was about some some research findings in um again i'm speaking a little bit without knowledge i don't have the article in front of me but it was basically it found that countries that are more egalitarian about gender uh find a lower lower stem participation for women hmm. right so the, the the more freedom they had the less inclined they were to go into STEM. Okay. They just um, didn't prefer it. You know, it's just like... Yeah. Or there was some... Not hidden... as many prefer it, was yeah. a good way to say it, you know. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Unless yeah. you believe that perceived differences are is it ipso facto, uh, are are the smoking gun of of uh, of uh, discrimination, of sex-based discrimination. Yeah, sure. I was listening to this uh, uh, story that was talking about how, um, for some reason, um, ch- uh, minority children tend to have fewer words spoken to them hmm. between the ages of like zero and three or something, hmm. and um, and because of that, like when when you have fewer words spoken to you hmm. during that uh, development period, particularly when you have fewer. Uh, interactive conversations during that development period uh you're like uh, you're like always trailing behind to some extent behind others who uh. have that didn't have that disadvantage and i don't know this was a freakonomics episode actually that was talking oh, I about love this freakonomics. and it, it i don't remember who the who the uh, guest was but um to me it, it really seemed to make a lot of sense that um you know, um, sometimes women may do better at that role of having interactive conversations with children yeah. that young because men just don't talk as much. Yeah, well, again, like, going back to Luann Brizendine and the female brain and, and other pl- – there's plenty of evidence for this, you know, but women's brains are better set up for communication. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it was interesting stuff. Not um, There's not justification for – no, for bullying or coercion in, in, not. Your, in your gender roles, but. right? And it's not to say that um, you know either gender may not be as good as the other at you know business related things right. or different jobs or right. whatever. If somebody has interest in that, yeah. it can be just as good. But yeah, well, okay, maybe a man can be just as good at getting that kid as many words and in interactive conversation uh-huh. if he like really pushes himself. But it may be, it may be. Uh, exhausting exhausting <laughs> it may it may be counter it may not be natural like he may have to yeah. really force himself to do it you know? yeah. Uh, yeah so anyways yeah well we're at the 30 minute 38 and a half minute mark yeah okay um, that's good hey that's man good. we got past one bullet point no you know what this is and helpful it helps yeah, us to know it does how to pace yeah. ourselves appropriately sure. i think it's good well it's useful to have this too we can yep. we can continue this in the next couple episodes yep but, All right. Well, um, anyway, thanks thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, next time we'll talk about the good relationship equation. Yep, it's gonna be it's which we call the equation of gold. Uh, okay, <laughs> we don't have to call it that. <laughs> Let's call it the. Equ- I don't know what. Equasum. Equ- oh man, we can't. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can make a compound word that <laughs> complicated. Um, in trademark law, when you make a compound word, it's more likely to be trademarkable. Oh. Or, well, I should say registrable. Okay. I use the word registrable a lot when I'm talking to uh, clients, but it's not, I don't know if it's technically a word. The spell checker always tries to ding me. But yeah. But yeah, if you make a compound word, it's more registrable because it's not a dictionary word. And a dictionary word 
is less likely to be registrable because it's more it can be more likely to be describing what you're selling or offering or whatever. Huh. So the more descriptive something is, the less uh, it serves as a trademark. Oh, interesting. So you want yeah. deliberately strange and and <laughs> yep, exactly. And typical. Yeah, the yeah. the example that all trademark lawyers always use is Apple for computers, you know. They they're not selling anything related to apples. Mm. But it serves as a strong trademark because once you're using that for computers and people recognize it, mm. nobody else can use Apple because nobody can argue that they're describing their goods. Mm. You know. So yeah. anyways, yeah. Well, on that note, random aside. Okay. That, that was a good good yes. place to stop. I'll send you all a bill. <laughs> I'll send you all a bill for that uh, advice I just gave you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to All you right, next time. All right, thanks for tuning in. Take yep. care, everyone. See ya. Bye-bye.